Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to 10, and 29-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of three books, two homeschooling books, and a devotional for homeschooling moms. You can find those at my website, dorendawilson.com, and you can find them at, on Amazon as well. Um, I want to just share with you a great resource um, that I love. I've actually had XL College on the podcast before. We were talking about college alternatives, um, but we all want our kids to grow up to be wise, mature, productive adults who follow Jesus and live purposeful, meaningful lives. Nowadays, many parents are wondering if traditional college is helping or hurting that process. My friends at XL College are changing the game in higher education by allowing students to combine a world-class, biblically-based, liberal arts-style curriculum with hands-on skills training as they finish their degree in just two and a half years. All of this while learning to thrive in the context of Christian community. And the best part? Their model helps students graduate debt-free. If you want your student to learn how to build a life, not just make a living, send them to XL College. They have just a few spots left for their January cohort. Learn more at thexlcollege.com. I will leave a link in the show notes. So I've always loved the way nature continuously follows a seasonal pattern because there are countless life lessons to learn from this God-ordained plan. So today we're going to talk about creating seasonal rhythms for our kids. But before I introduce our guest, I want to make sure that you know about my favorite math resource, Have you ever felt limited by grade-specific math materials? Ever wished your child could revisit earlier lessons or jump ahead when they're ready? Here's a not-so-secret gym I've come across, CTC Math, where boundaries and learning simply don't exist. With a single subscription, you gain access to all lessons across all grade levels from kindergarten right up to 12th grade. Imagine the freedom. Struggling with the concept? Jump back a grade for clarity. Ready to advance? Forge ahead. Perfect for homeschoolers, after-school tutoring, or anyone wanting to truly master math at their own pace. Unlock unlimited potential with CTC Math. You can dive in today at ctcmath.com and redefine your educational journey. I'll leave a link in the show notes. It's great because they do offer a free trial subscription, so you can really check it out thoroughly. Today, I have a special guest, Lindsay Memnaw. She is a homeschool mom of four and the founder of Treehouse Schoolhouse. So before motherhood, Lindsay had a career in children's ministry and special needs education. Her home education centers around living books and ideas, hands-on learning, nature exploration, and biblical discipleship. She shares experiences and home education inspiration through her Instagram and blog, as well as creates curriculum and resources for families around the world. Her most popular curriculum titles are An Expectant Easter, A Connected Christmas, and Treehouse Nature Study. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. We're so thankful you're here today. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited because as we head toward the holiday season, sometimes we need a little bit of a change, you know, um, just continuing to do the same thing while all these celebrations and different things are happening. And it's so clearly just a different time of year. Um, It can be really fun to engage in that through um, a curriculum like yours um, that that focuses on Christmas. You um, tell us a little bit about you've got two 
uh, sort of seasonal Christmas type um, studies. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Sure. So we started um, Treehouse Schoolhouse in 2017, and our very first developed curriculum was a connected Christmas. And I really wanted to create something that would lead my children up to the celebration of Christ's birth. And I really wanted it to be something that we would dig deep into the Word of God, but at the same time, experiencing the beauty of the season. So you really want to slow down during that season. But Mm -hmm. for me, I didn't want to just have nothing on the schedule. I wanted to have intention in our days while we're also baking and we're reading all the good cozy books by the fireplace and we're doing the nature walks, looking for all the evergreens. And so I developed this curriculum that um, takes you three weeks up to Christmas. And each day you are learning a piece of the biblical nativity story um, and it, every day you're reading a little bit of it to them and then they're narrating it to you. And then they create this keepsake where they're writing out that piece of the story and drawing a picture. And so by the end of the three weeks, you have this full biblical Christmas story that they have written and illustrated that they can remember. Um, along with that, it includes poetry and art because I really believe that our children need to be exposed to beautiful language and beautiful pieces of art. So you're going to see biblical depictions of scripture in all of the stories you're going to see Mary and Elizabeth. Um, and these are, you know, classic pieces of art that you're also going to be studying about the artists, about the poets. You're going to be singing hymns together, and then you're going to read some of the best Christmas books that are out there and get your tissues because some of them will make you cry. <laughs> um, and then you'll do a project or a baking activity that coordinates with the book. So it will linger in their heart and create a tradition. Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> so that one is the one that we've had since the beginning, and it is it is our most popular curriculum. Mm-hmm. And last year, um, I decided I really wanted to—we have done it every year. It's really great to be repeated because the kids ask to do it again, and then you see how they develop their narration skills mm-hmm. and their retaining of the story um, year after year. So we have these keepsakes, you know, multiple years of this. But last year, we studied countries and cultures around the world. We studied missionaries and heroes of the faith around the world, um, the traditions in each country, the belief systems in each country. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun if we just extended this into the Christmas season? And we just took a little peek um, into each country those three weeks leading up to Christmas. And we studied what they did in their country to celebrate the season. And then we did some of that. Mm. And so since last year, I've been developing a connected Christmas around the world. And it is going to be launched October 25th. Um, So it has a similar vibe where you're going to be studying the biblical Christmas story. And you're also going to be having hymns and scripture memory and poetry and art study. But the additional piece is geography and countries and culture. So you're going to be studying about Italy, and then you'll bake something that is a tradition for them at Christmas time. You'll do Mexico, and you'll make a paper sack pinata, things like that. Oh, that sounds like a blast. And I love that there's a little bit of a variation there. Some people have something they always do every Christmas when it comes to Advent. So this gives them an option to do something just a little bit different Mm -hmm. um, to add to what they're doing. So I love that. So the first is called a connected Christmas and the second is a connected Christmas around the world. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Okay. So this podcast will be coming out in November. So by by then that will be up and running and available for moms. Um, So I'm just going to kind of back up just a little bit. I sort of jumped the gun a bit, but I was so excited about that curriculum. I really (laughs) wanted to hear about it. Um, 
what made you decide to create this homeschool curriculum? So Christmas specifically, I had children in my own home that I really wanted to make the season special. And I really wanted to kind of incorporate some of the traditions that we already were planning to do, some of the cookies that we were going to make, Mm -hmm. some of the activities, but I wanted to kind of weave it in with the gospel story of, you know, the whole biblical Christmas um, season and also why Jesus came. And so it kind of goes full circle. You're not just learning facts, but it's really getting to the heart. And I wanted that for my own children but I couldn't find something that also included those beauty subjects. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, that poet, the poetry and the hymns mm-hmm. um, and the art study. And so I kind of just pieced it together for my own family. And then um, my sister-in-law, who's my business partner, she said, well, let's just make this a digital download and you know, see if anybody else wants to use it. And it just really blew up. And so mm. um, year after year, you know, more and more people have been using it. And now it's been used in over 50 countries. Um, around the world. And we created a sister product, an expected Easter, which is a very similar vibe. Mm -hmm. And so I, everything we create at Treehouse Schoolhouse, I'm using first with my children. I currently have a three and a five and an eight and a 10 year old. Mm -hmm. And so I'm in the trenches with you Mm -hmm. as a homeschool Mm -hmm. mom. And I see needs, you know, of what I would like to have in our family. Um, And then I develop it. So That's so awesome. You're the second person I've talked to recently who has uh, created a curriculum. And the reason was they couldn't find what they were looking for out Mm -hmm. there. Exactly. (laughs) So I said, this is just what homeschool moms do, right? They can't find the curriculum, so they just write it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That is so awesome. So tell me, do you um, have other... We're, we're kind of focusing on Christmas. And then um, I also wanted you to talk a little bit about the winter um, study, because I think that, you know, that's another really wonderful thing to do in the middle of winter when it seems like everything's so bleak yes. and you're like, where is the beauty? I'm not seeing it. We're all exhausted after <laughs> Christmas. <Yes. laughs> and, and so we're all just going to like, Bleh. so tell us about your winter um, curriculum. So our nature study curriculum is a seasonal family style learning guide Mm -hmm. that also incorporates those beauty subjects. So if you're studying about apples, you're going to be reading a poem about apples and the kids will be using that poem for copy work and studying the poet. Um, You're going to be seeing a piece of art um, that portrays a bowl of apples and you'll be practicing still life with that. Um, And then you're also going to be dissecting the apple. So it's really a science curriculum meets beauty subjects Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and really designed for the whole family. So when it comes to winter, you're going to be exploring themes like snow and ice and coniferous trees. um, And then just some fun things like shadows falls on the week of Groundhog Day. Um, And so it's one theme per week. It's 13 weeks for the full winter season. Mm, It gets you outside with some intention. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you said, winter is the season that I kind of want to stop everything and just sleep more, snuggle more, bake more. And so it's just a fun thing. It also has songs and hand rhymes, especially if you have those younger children that you Mm -hmm. want to include in homeschooling, but you don't believe in like a full formal education quite yet. Um, I designed it with those preschoolers in mind. So there are hand rhymes that link to YouTube where me and my children show you how to do the hand motions um, for like some finger plays. And it links to a folk song that you're singing along and doing instruments. 
So it's a really inviting way to kind of get your kids to the table, Mm -hmm. introduce them to beauty subjects through the lens of creation, Mm. through the lens of these themes in winter that you would maybe otherwise not study. Um, But in the winter, you're looking for something to kind of add some delight and beauty and connection to your home. Right, right. So if... um do you have the, you have all the other seasons as well? Yes, correct. Okay. Okay. Very cool. So, uh, so this, I'm, what I'm hearing you say is this can be used for a multi age. Yes. Um, so can't, if someone had older kids, 12, 13, 14, would that be something they could participate in or? Yes, most certainly. So the way that we wrote the curriculum, um, because I have such a wide span of ages myself, um, again, making this for my own family in mind, I really try to tap into all those ages. So if you're familiar with the Handbook of Nature Study, for example, that is a very popular, huge book that goes really in depth on some of these topics. You're going to see the reference pages in the guide for those pages um, each week in the study. Mm -hmm. So that could be something that your older child would reference. You're also going to have a nonfiction and a fiction book list. So I typically get books from both and I put the fiction books in a book basket where I read to my little ones and then the nonfiction books the kids are reading um, on their own and they're writing research papers. They're typing papers Mm -hmm. on these nature study topics. They spend two days each week notebooking. So they will um, write a three or four paragraph, you know, paper on this topic of coniferous trees. And then they'll take a watercolor class of how to paint a pine tree and they'll make a notebook page. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my little ones are you know, stamping or making, you know, some sort of craft and we're reading the fiction books and they're singing the song. So there really is something for everyone, Mm -hmm. um, especially if you can get creative and you can, you know, tap into those pieces of the curriculum and go a little bit deeper, which we have a lot of families with a wide range of ages. And we Mm -hmm. also have a lot of um, co-ops, nature, nature groups that use our curriculum. Oh, that's great. So if a mom is using the curriculum, is this a five day a week curriculum? Each theme, um, each week is set up for one week. So for five days, but again, it is not a rigid situation. It is a menu. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we personally don't even use it that way. We might dip into it twice a week. We might spread one theme for two weeks and save some of the other weeks for another year. Most families reuse the curriculum year after year Mm. and go a little bit deeper, explore a little bit more, tap into a different topic. Mm -hmm. Each day, um, it's encouraged that you do a little something with the poem, even if you're just reading it. Mm -hmm. You do a little something with the art piece. There's, you know, poet, there's artist studies, there's replicate the art. There's lots of ideas, right. but most people just sort of, you know, take a little bit here, take a little right. bit here and Pick use and it choose. as a menu for sure. Okay. I love that. I love that because that's, uh, I tell moms that all the time, no matter what curriculum you're using, use the parts that are working. You don't have to do every single no, thing. You know, even not. in a math curriculum, you know, I, yeah. I had our kids in a few of them in Saxon math because they liked it. I didn't force it on a kid who wouldn't, <laughs> didn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a few who really did enjoy it. But the number of questions was just crazy. So we started just doing it where it was every other question, just do every other question as a practice skills so right. that, you know, it's like you either are getting the concept or you're not, you know? And so it was, it, we could tell because there were so many questions, we could tell after even just asking half the questions, whether they were getting it or not. So, um, and I think that's, that's a great example of something a little more concrete, but I love, I 
how this has so many different options because maybe you're covering some other things that day in a different um, in a different way, but you want to pull in this piece and this piece and this piece so you can really customize it for your kids. Absolutely. And a lot of people also use it for interest-led learning. So they buy all of the seasons and, you know, it's November, but your kid's really interested in butterflies. Well, you can grab that one out of spring Ah, and just go for it. You know, you don't have to stick to the schedule by any means. Right, right. Okay. So we, we talked about the one end where it's just, you know, it's a menu. On the other end, if a parent or a mom's listening and she's like, yes, but I feel like I would want to use this as my curriculum, um, is there a, a, would that work as well? Because it sounds like you're covering like, pr- well, maybe not math, but pretty yeah. much everything. I mean, they're um, not going through a, you know, very specific history timeline or anything, sure. but you are dipping into some history um, as you're studying the um, poets and the artists. So mm-hmm. we keep a world map around and we keep a timeline around and we're kind of timelining out different things here and there. Um, as far as like history and geography, it's just sort of drop in the bucket same sure. with math. Sure. With, the, with the preschoolers, the kindergartners, the first graders, I feel like you can do math in right. a very organic way mm-hmm. with these topics. Mm-hmm. Let's go collect 20 acorns and then do like some number sentences sentences while you're also learning about deciduous trees and the oak tree and the maple right, tree. Right. Um, so that's how I treat it for my my little ones and I will for, you know, kindergarten. Um I do recommend starting, you know, adding in a formal math curriculum around first grade and then teaching them to read. But my older children, um, with notebooking, there's so much skill developed because they are writing papers. They are, they're doing spelling and, you know, handwriting every day when they're doing copy work because they copy the poems. Um, and also when they're doing these research papers, I've seen so many skills developed without it being, now we're doing grammar. Right, now right, we're do- And that's right. kind of how I do our homeschooling. Um, and I found that it really works really well. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. This is this is actually the, the way that I encourage moms to homeschool. Okay. And I call it a simple, unhurried approach where you're, you're taking something as, as simple as copy work and, and, you know, the things that you mentioned, and they're learning a myriad of things from that one thing. And I, I, I think it's a bit of a deception to think that we have to separate all those things out. Exactly. Uh, when that's not actually how we learn. Um, when we're interested in something, there's all there are all these, um, I, don't, I, always, I always feel like it's like these little wheels are turning. And there's many more wheels turning at the same time when we're doing something interesting, something we're interested in, something that uh, involves partial hands-on things and just experiences. And it's sounding like that's what you provide in this yes. in this curriculum. And I'm also, and I'm probably an oddball, I'm sure that I am, um, but I did not do any formal science or history with my kids, um, kindergarten through eighth grade. We did a more, much more formal um, sort of systematic curriculum when they were in high school, but we really kept it pretty much interest led all those mm, years. I and, um, and I think that in that case, I mean, I would have used your curriculum and been perfectly happy with wherever, you know, the, the science, uh, led us, you know, like they, we might be working on something in your, in your curriculum and you know how it is with kids. If they yeah. find something interesting, they'll start 
pursuing something else, yes. you know, like they'll, they'll take it a step further or yes. they'll go, oh, what about this over here? And so that would have been perfectly, I would have been perfectly content with that. So not every mom does it that way, but I just yeah. feel like it's so much it more enjoyable for them to just be exposed with, to, as uh, they're interested. Um, and then they can connect all the dots later. Definitely. You know, and so. I love seeing the difference between, you know, my eight-year-old girl and my 10-year-old boy. We will learn one topic that's the same overall arching topic. And right. I love family style learning. There's so much connection there, but they'll both take it a different direction when it comes to, okay, which, you know, we were recently learning about um, reptiles. And my son said, I want to learn about the most deadly reptiles. You right. Know? Of so course he, he does. <laughs> of course. So then he's, we go to the zoo and he's taking pictures and sketching the Komodo dragon and doing all this research. Well, meanwhile, my sweet eight, dot, eight year old daughter is like, I want to learn about the migrating and the, the sea turtles and how they, the, how they lay all their babies. And I want to watch videos about those, the baby turtles. Well, they both, because they were interested, they mm-hmm. gained so much more and it was more mm-hmm. memorable. Mm-hmm. So they're learning the same overarching theme, but they're taking it their own and they're having ownership of that and leaving right. space in your days for that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so important. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's looking back at our years of home education so far, the things that they've taken ownership of are the things they still talk about, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. the things that I feel like really mattered in our education. Absolutely. And this is something that I really emphasized in the unhurried homeschooler is, is just having margin in your day for exactly what you mentioned. What they do is they take what you give them and they customize their education. But the problem is we've been taught not to trust that. Mm-hmm. That that children can't be trusted with their learning, and granted, they they definitely need direction. That's why we're there. But I think there's a lot more that they can be entrusted with than we realize. Yes, and I have seen our own kids just self teach on so many levels, and now they're all like, well, our youngest is 19, our oldest is 32, and they are still constantly voraciously learning all the time. And yes. and they're constantly coming to me and telling me, I mean, when I have a question about something, I just pick one of them that I know probably has the answer to it. And I just go to them. I don't need Google. That's I've great. got my kids, you know? <laughs> right. So the tables have turned, you know, where it's like, okay, I'm not the I one teaching. It. Most of the time they're teaching me. And so, um, and it's just because they are so passionate about learning whatever it is they want to know. And it all started right. back in the day by trusting their ability to self-teach in many, many ways and um, observing that and respecting it and honoring it. And um, and that's that's something that they all to this day are like, mom, thank you so much for, you know, mm-hmm. giving us that space. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just fun to be kind of on the other end of things and see how beneficial that is. And you know, at the time you're like, uh, is this going to be enough? And that's always the age old question, isn't it? And it's, it's one that can never, it can't really be answered quite frankly. If you're thinking of it just in practical terms of you can't know what your kids are going to be doing someday. Um, but at the same time, I feel like, um, if we're tuned into our kids and we're tuned into the Lord as he's leading us, there actually can be peace that when we hit our, our head hits the pillow at night that we, we know it was enough, right. you know? And so that's something that is just such a, it's like an everyday lesson though. <laughs> I yes, feel like. a reminder, but we need to hear 
we need to hear like from people like you that can say it was enough. It was yeah, enough. it was. And I'm just so, so thankful because like I said, at the time I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Right. Um, and, and I would just have to, I really honestly, I had to choose between, you know, going ahead and driving my children and driving the peace right out of our home mm. or looking at my children's faces and 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 watching them and seeing that they were loving learning they were happy they were content you know I, I just it wasn't worth the sacrifice of that peace and that happiness and that joy to meet some arbitrary standard right um, it would have wrecked our relationship and that was something I just wasn't willing to do no. I don't care how important education is right. I'm sorry I'm not going to wreck my relationship with my kids right and that was just like that connection was the most important thing and that's what I love about your curriculum is it gives opportunity for that kind of connection with our kids yes and then to learn all the things that we don't remember or never did learn while we were <laughs> We exactly. <laughs> but the, the core, the core, you know, purpose in all of this is that connection and yeah. is also our children knowing how to learn and having the mm-hmm. hunger to learn and knowing yep. where to go when they have it. Because is my daughter going to remember all the details about that sea turtle hole research she did? Probably not, but that's no. not the point. No. The point is that she was hungry to know something. She figured out how mm-hmm. to find it out mm-hmm. and then how to write something about it. Right. And there's a memory left, you know, right. that's there. That's it the was- point. It was about the process. Yes, it was. And also the fact that her learning, her emotions were uh, were positive in that yes, experience. Exactly. So her relationship with learning mm. is a positive one. Oh, like I, like I think about this. How many kids, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to kind of go out there just a teeny little bit. I don't. I don't, I have not observed a million public school kids, but I have my doubts how many public school kids would go to the, to the um, zoo and do what your kids did. Right. And, and I say that because it's such a stark difference between this, this classroom sort of um, institutional type of setting versus a more organic connected, relational, nature type of, of, of learning. And mm-hmm. so it, it's just, it's night and day difference. And so, cause I was picturing, I could picture in my mind as you were describing your son and your daughter, I'm just like, how cool is that? I mean, just <laughs> as someone like sitting on the outside looking in to see kids who are like, oh, I want to learn about this. And they're writing about that and they're researching this. And I want to mm-hmm. see, oh my goodness, I love that. You know, it's just so, um, it's inspiring and it's encouraging. So, um, okay. So I'm going to ask just a couple more questions because we've pretty much made it through all my questions just through our conversation. This has been great. <laughs> so you've shared, um, a lot of the unique differences, like just kind of in describing your curriculum, it's clear that it's different than your average curriculum. Is there anything else about it that you would describe as making it unique compared to others? Yeah, I think, you know, just to kind of recap the family style um, vibe that it, that it is really makes it unique. And then also um, just that, you know, there is something for every style and it's created like a menu, like I mm-hmm. mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that piece where you're kind of, it's kind of like a lot of people who love Charlotte Mason, they don't 
also kind of engage with this unit study approach, it's almost like, oh, they're at odds, but they're not. They don't have to be. No, no, and no, as no. a Charlotte Mason homeschooler, I wanted to also do unit studies. When mm-hmm. it when fall came, I wanted to do apples or, you know, right. I wanted to explore snow in, when it's winter. Um, and so it's kind of taking like a unit study and mixing it with that beautiful mm-hmm. um, living education. And so mm-hmm. I do feel like that is quite unique. It is unique. And I think it's actually a beautiful marriage, the two of those. I mean, when I was, when you were describing it, I was like, well, this, this just sounds so Charlotte Mason, Mm -hmm. but it's Charlotte Mason with some really clear direction and a focus and a theme, which I, I love because I need, I need something to help me focus, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, And you want to create these yearly traditions too. I feel like one thing that's really important about creating seasonal rhythms is that you're giving your kids these memories and these traditions. And each year when the weather starts to get crisp, they're going to remember mm-hmm. that specific nature walk mm-hmm. and they're going to want to, they're going to ask to do it again. And they're going to do that year after year yes. after year. And that's creating something in them just sort of like that. It's not about what you're learning. It's about the journey. It's about the feeling they're, they're getting a feeling they're getting a, mm-hmm. a foundation of this is what home feels like. This right. is what, this is what connection with my mom, with my siblings, mm-hmm. this is what connection with God through nature feels mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And so giving them that, that in rhythm with the seasons, they're going to have seasons every year of their entire existence. Right. So they're going to be reminded you know, of, of those things that they did as a child. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said was really good. It's, it's very foundational. The thing that I have, the feedback that my kids have given me um, is, you know, just having margin each day to be able to pursue their hobbies and their interests Mm -hmm. and all of that has been a blessing to them as adults. So they know and understand um, when they're doing too much, and when they need to step back and, yeah. and, or if they're in a particularly stressful season of life, they have this happy place that they can go, mm-hmm. you know? So that's a, just another kind of facet of what you're talking about. But I love that um, by using this curriculum, what you're doing is you're, you're tuning your kids into the seasons. Yes, um, We live in such a, a society that just tries to make every day the same, every, you know, not paying attention to seasonal rhythms. These are mm-hmm. rhythms that God gave yes. us that actually agree with our bodies and our minds and our emotions. So you're also instilling a really strong and healthy emotional and mental health in your kids um, by doing this. And so I think that is something that we're recognizing um, in our culture is has really gone to the wayside because we've come so far away from those rhythms. And so bring we're able to, as homeschooling parents, bring our kids back into that rhythm with nature, with which is essentially with their creator, yes. you know, because he God is so good in 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 just making these seasons happen every year, no matter what. I remember at one point, I think it was a couple of years ago when all the COVID stuff was happening. It was just like, nothing is normal. Like Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, it was so frustrating and so disconcerting, really unsettling. Mm -hmm. And then as I walked out in nature, I was like, wait, nature hasn't changed. Yes, God is faithful and he has given us, he's given us this to look at and say, look, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can bank on that and we can count on that. And it was such a comfort and it was just such a simple thing, but it was definitely tied in to nature because of, you know, just the way that 
these seasons do come and go and they consistently come and go. And they, they do so because God orders that daily. Yes. Like we don't think about that, but he, he didn't just like speak it into existence and then let it fly. Mm-hmm. Like he actually orders the sun to get up every morning and go down every night. And you just think God is still ordering things. Like as chaotic yeah. as things feel, God is still in control. And again, by working with the rhythms and creating this, um, those seasonal rhythms, we are teaching our kids that it's absolutely true. And not just with our words, but with experiences. Absolutely. And so I love that. Okay, so I would love for you to um, let the moms know how to connect with you and how to find your curriculum. Maybe you could tell us like, what does the curriculum run price-wise? Sure. So um, for a digital curriculum for Treehouse Nature Study for a season, um, for the digital download is 45. And then okay. when you, we also do have hard copies okay. um, of all of our curriculum. So um, we have it printed and bound and shipped right to your home. Um, and the pieces that need to be lo- uh, loose are loose in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is 99 for the hard copy. That's great. Um, yeah. And so we have one of those for each season. Um, I can't off the top of my head remember Christmas, but um, you can find me at treehouseschoolhouse.com. Okay. That's my website where I also have my, so I have my blog and my shop at the same website. Okay. Um, and then I'm also on, on Instagram as treehouse underscore schoolhouse. And I okay. share there daily. I share how we use this stuff in our own homes. Mm-hmm. So you can find um, in stories I'll be sharing in real time, kind of my kids you know, using the curriculum that you would maybe want to use in your home. So Mm -hmm. if you're interested in this before you take the plunge, I would recommend going over there and kind of scouring my highlights. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And also the Treehouse Schoolhouse community loves to share what they're doing. And I'm always resharing. So you can kind of see what it looks like with different homes, different ages, Mm -hmm. um, the way that people adapt it into their seasons. I love that. So it's almost like you get like a mentoring with the curriculum. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we also have a private Facebook group okay. where you can ask okay. questions, you know, um, if you're, if you have any of our curriculum, there's a lot of discussion in there from other moms that are using it and such. That's great. Well, we will make sure that we include a link in the show notes. And um, I'm going to ask if you would be willing to close up this episode in prayer. I would love to. Okay. Thank you. Lord, we're just so thankful that you are, you hold all things together mm-hmm. and that you may th- make all things beautiful. And Lord, as we, as we journey with our children, um, this fall and winter, we just ask that you would help us to slow down and to see you in nature with our children. And that you would just remind us, just whisper into our hearts, Holy Spirit to point our children's eyes mm-hmm. towards you mm-hmm. as they marvel at the colors changing Um, as the leaves are shedding, all the things that we see in nature, I just ask that you would whisper to our hearts to point our children to you and remind Mm. them of who is the creator. And I thank you that during this Christmas season that we can slow down and we can savor it and we can anticipate celebrating your birth because you came so that you could have relationship with us. And so we're just so grateful that that's what you did. Mm. and that God that you sent your son. And so I just pray encouragement over these mamas as they listen, um, that they would just be empowered, that this would give them some fresh inspiration, excitement about seasonal rhythms with their children and Mm. just reminding them of the importance of these things, the traditions, the memories, that it's not, um, it's not worth nothing that all the Mm. time and energy that they're putting into creating 
these memories and traditions that it matters. Mm. It matters to their kids' hearts. And even if they're not being thanked now, hopefully we will be later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just thank you, Lord. Just bless these mamas. In Jesus' name.